0: Welcome to Horror Makes Us Happy, the podcast where we ask the question, what is it about horror that makes us happy? Your hosts are Steve Becker and myself, Chris Whitman, and you can find out more about us at our website, horrormakesushappy.com. Here are your trigger warnings. We're going to be talking about horror movies and horror culture, which could involve anything from murder, rape, suicide, child abuse. There will be F-bombs. So if you're not prepared for that, please take care of yourself. But if you are ready, get ready to hear us drop lots of F-bombs and talk about really fucked up shit. So, today's guest is Ken Anthony II. He is best known uh, for being an actor, director, lots of, lots of different hats. Um, very talented individual. Welcome to the show, Ken. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How you guys doing?
2: Pretty good. Pretty good.
0: Doing good. Thanks for joining us.
2: So, I forget to ask. Uh for best known stuff. Uh on the IMDB I saw SOL, King James, and As Night Falls. Would you say those are the things you're best known for? Or is there other stuff that you're probably better known for?
1: Actually, probably better known. Um I mean, as Night Falls definitely was my first feature. So that was cool. Uh SOL was like a little franchise I'm doing through my studio. And King James was uh I think I did it last year. So that was great also. But uh, like the thing that people usually recognize before is a car commercial I did years ago.
2: <laughs> so out okay. of
1: everything else, <laughs> the car commercial stands out <laughs> of people's minds more. So, <laughs> so, so that's the interesting part about it. But yeah, yeah, uh, those are the, kind of the top films. Yes.
2: Okay. What are you working on right now?
1: Um, there's a web series called My Last Vow uh, that I that I play a role in. I just started filming also with um, Carlos Seguro on. Uh, uh, honor amongst thieves, and there's a couple more uh that i should be working on soon that we're talking about including a uh, uh short animated uh film as well okay.
2: nice <clears throat> we'll get uh, information from you later to put together a bio for uh the horror max's happy page and we can link to whatever you want us to so we can get that set up for you cool. later.
0: yeah you are a busy person man like not only is your your uh whole list on imdb fairly long i I don't think i've ever seen this many either just completed or in production or filming or announced stuff at the the top of the list like god (laughs) damn you have like 20 things in works right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah yeah i like staying busy i like to do i I usually do more than four but my mindset is at least uh one project per quarter so Mm -hmm. yeah that gives me a guaranteed four per year one of which to be my own films to my studio and then, nice. uh, but usually it's multiple films per quarter. So I, I stay busy. Then it's up to, you know, the directors and producers to actually complete the projects and get them out there. Right. Yep. There is always a delay. Yes. Yeah, some go faster than others, <laughs> but it's always a time in there. Yeah. Sometimes it's
0: better to go slower than faster, you know, to measure twice, cut once kind of thing.
1: Yeah. If everything turns out to be good quality. Yes, I agree.
2: Yes. Mm. Yes. I don't know if we talked to you about this or not, but um, for your benefit as well as the listeners, um, in this interview what we'll be doing is asking three sets of questions covering your childhood, adult, teenage years uh, to find out what it is about horror that you personally like. Um, We come at the same questions from multiple angles because this sometimes triggers memories we've forgotten about. Um, But that said, it's not meant to be a therapy session, so if there are any questions you don't want to answer, just say you'll pass and we'll move on. Um, And I also forgot we kind of might want to say something for the listeners um, Ken has a smoke alarm in the background that's going off about every 60 seconds hey. apparently it's one of these newer ones that's hardwired into the house so he there was a battery in it for battery backup he took the battery out it's not stopping so <laughs> nothing we can do about that
1: hey um, there's a
0: movie idea the smoke alarm mm-hmm. that wouldn't die can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can see the concept already. Smoke alarm mm-hmm. continuously goes off. There's a fire in the house. Fire demon comes out. Yet you still die because you ignore the smoke alarm. That's the whole movie.
2: Yeah, there you go. I, I'm seeing it as like a parody of Terminator.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the smoke alarm just won't fucking stop coming.
0: Oh my god! You could do like a tight close up on the on the red LED on the smoke alarm, and it like <laughs> fades out like the Terminator's eye when he dies, but then it comes right
1: back on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So if I'll be back, is like, I'll stay here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. I like it. Mm. I get to work on writing a script on that.
2: <laughs> get on that. <laughs> so let's start right, with childhood. So- what are some of your... <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, no, I was, was going to do the same thing. Um, well, let's start with childhood. What are some of your earliest memories of things horror-related from childhood? Like, uh, either things that inspired you, or things that scared you, or, you know, like... Uh, films or, or books or anything that may have inspired you
1: for the horrors are my favorite film. And I'm not sure exactly when I watched it. So I, I'm putting I'll put it in childhood, but my favorite film is the exorcist. So ah. yeah, so that, that kind of set the tone for everything, but I love vampires actually. So I'm sure there was a bunch of Dracula and all of that kind of stuff in there. And uh, of course zombies with a uh, night of the living dead, stuff like that. So all of that will be in my childhood.
0: Okay. okay. Like uh, more like the hammer films or, or like eighties uh, vampire stuff.
1: 80s are really what kind of grabbed me. I think uh, Lost Boys was in the 80s, stuff like that. There so you go. The, yeah, those films. Uh, was it a uh, Near Dark? I think was one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's so Near Dark, exactly, exactly. So those classic films. Uh, and then uh, I think late 80s, early 90s was Blade. So that's mm-hmm. in there. Let's see. The Hammer films I kind of found, and and I mean, were, Hammer is part of the bigger known company for the vampire ones, but there were a couple other companies too. But yeah, I kind of found those, and then once you kind of get past the the cheesiness of it uh, compared to what they were doing in the in the eighties and nineties, then it's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, these actually do have some value. <laughs> so I learned to I learned to appreciate them more as I got older.
0: Yeah, okay. it's it's like watching old twenties movies or forties movies, twenties. Geez, I don't think we even had like motion pictures back then. Um, <laughs> but no, like like old black and white films where the the acting is over dramatized, and you look at it on the surface level, and you're like, these people are just just hamming it up. Man, this is stupid. But that was the culture back then, and that's they they were actually taking themselves seriously. So exactly. You
1: know, yeah, I think a lot of most. also came from like a theater background too, so that's you really have to project a lot more too versus on oh, yeah. film was nuance.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wrote some notes here. Let's go back through them. What was it, for example, that you enjoyed the most about The Exorcist?
1: Honestly, I've never narrowed it down to uh, any one thing. It's just the film as a whole. Um, I, I think the fact that because I grew up Christian, I'm not still a Christian, but, you know, grew up in a castle. So the fact that you kind of see, I don't want to give too much credit. to so I guess I, I was for lack of a better term right now, power, uh, in mm-hmm. the other side also, but it can be overcome. And then plus it's still like, even though it's a story about redemption, it's like still like, eh, they never really lose. <laughs> <laughs> right? So yeah. like I said, it's just, it's just, I mean, cause the sequel's never really did it for me, but that, the that film just stands out as like something about it always works for me. I never figured out, hmm. I never even tried to figure out what it was specifically about it.
2: Hmm. Okay. Uh, what about night of the living dead?
1: Well, now as an adult, I like I appreciate the the whole fact it's public domain, so it's gonna be used in my comic books. But uh <laughs> as a kid, it was just something different. Uh when I found out it was a, almost like an indie project too that even made it better. But just you look at it and it's it's, it's this one event that really if you think as an adult, it should have it would have changed the world. Not even should have, it would have changed the world. But in this one it's like it's one night, it's done, and it's kinda like, oh, what in the world goes back to normal. It's like you're right. You literally said in the news it happened in Russia and all over the world, but one night and everybody's normal again. Alrighty then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you would you would think they'd stop and be like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> but yeah, just for what it was at that point in time. I mean, it it kind of not that I was really into the zombie genre before then, but it kind of revolutionized what it was what it stood for. Like it, instead of just Instead of just the shambling bodies, like, okay, we can fight against these. It's not just bodies walking around and somebody did some voodoo mist on you and now you're a zombie. So it, it kind of changed the game for what it was.
2: Hmm. Okay. Uh, what about Lost Boys?
1: Vampire Junkie. Uh, at, at, that point, <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I think um, uh, it, I, was, I was in my teens when it came out. And yeah, I was gonna say that's probably so a lesson. I can identify with it. Plus, the heroes, the Frog Brothers, were nerds, and I'm a nerd too. So this, it, I can, can almost put myself in there. I can kind of identify with those characters.
0: Yeah. Okay. Plus, by by that age, you know, we had all probably seen movies like The Goonies. So you know, you see uh, the the Corey pair in there, and it's, it's like a recognizable actor. So you're exactly. like, I like this movie
1: already. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, they brought they brought it them much closer. Like I said, they almost they carved out a niche. Unfortunately for bad acting, but they carved out a thing for themselves (laughs) where it was like a buddy, the buddy cop thing without the cop part of it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, no press is bad press, right? Oh, I'm not complaining. I mean, for what they accomplished, I'm still trying to get there in my career. So, you know, I can't take anything from them.
2: Yeah. And there's I mean, that's a well-known movie from the 80s that even if you're not a horror fan, like everybody knows that fucking movie. Particularly, uh, women like there are a lot of women that like that movie. Really? Um, <laughs> you don't? You, <laughs> hadn't, you didn't notice that? I, mean, yeah, I, that knew there, them- I,
1: I knew there was a woman contingent, but like, like, like in terms of a lot of women, like now I'm wondering, like, do do, do they actually out, outdo the men in terms of liking that film? Like that, that's a great film, but I didn't think about it, like, oh, this is that cult following for women more so than men.
0: Uh, um, I would say it's probably it's not like a cult following specifically for women, but I, I would definitely say more women are uh, probably fans of lost boys than men. It's not quite the, uh, uh, twilight of the nineties, but <laughs> close. <laughs>
1: I would have never yeah, put that's- those two together. <laughs> <Very well. laughs> lost is definitely better. Yeah.
2: So I, I would have worded it a little differently. And the way I would have said it is that it's not that there are more women fans of lost boys than male fans of lost boys. The way I would look at it, of at it, at it is that in horror in general, um, the the fan the fan community for horror movies is a certain amount of the population. I don't know what number it would be, percentage wise. But if you think about that part percentage of the population, there are a lot of other women who are not necessarily horror fans who are also fans of Lost Boys because of whatever sex appeal of the actors that were involved or whatever things that they liked about that movie. There are a lot of other women who are fans of that movie on top of the ones that are horror fans, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, actually that reminds me, so, uh, hmm? when he said the old twilight thing, I remember I, I took my daughter to see it when she was younger. Of course, when twilight came out and I said, oh, we God. finally both like vampires and you're a sparkle. <laughs>
2: uh real vampires don't sparkle exactly no. <laughs> anyway <Death Bowl. laughs> moving on <laughs> uh what about near dark
1: um it was really the only other to me uh vampire film that was kind of reality based in terms of You can almost see it happening like, okay, instead of being a traditional blah, 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 you know, uh, let me bite you in your neck and you're going to be entranced by my hypnosis. It's like it it made it more gritty. Like if they existed, this could possibly be their reality. Hmm. So I I like their take on it versus doing the traditional, you know, cape and you turn into a bat and all that kind of stuff.
2: If that's your opinion of that, I'm curious then what you felt about I Am Legend or Omega Man.
1: I would say there's a couple of those. Cause they remade it a couple of times. Um, and that one, that whole dystopic post-apocalyptic, you know, future type of thing sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Um, the original, I actually watched it after I watched the Will Smith remake. Um, so it was almost like a different film in terms of like, theirs was supposed to be, uh, uh, uh like almost like a, uh, offshoot of vampires, but, uh, the Will Smith was more, more like an offshoot of zombies, uh, on a on right, zombie take. Yeah. Um, So when I finally watched it, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is different. Now, would it make me say, and I do have it in my collection, actually, because I I try to get all the vampire movies when I see them, but um, would it make me say, hey, I really need to see this classic, you know, I Am Legend film again? No. But but was it good for an experience just to see a different take on it? Yes, it was. You know, so... um, it didn't really make me see a reality of it, though, because, like I said, once again, once you put it in the future, they am like, oh, well, everybody else is gone and all that stuff. It's kind of like, okay, well, that's not where I am right now. That's not reality. It's nice to imagine it, but the mm-hmm. future could take on multiple forms. So do I think that's where vampires will end up or even zombies, You know, depending on which film you're watching? Probably not so much, but it was an interesting take.
2: So did you not think the Omega Man, at least... Of the two, was not more reality based, or no? Um,
1: it was a potential. I mean, I mean, if you look at, for instance, our, our COVID nineteen quarantine pandemic situation right now, even though mm-hmm. in a lot of the stuff in those books that talked about similar situations, were are like, hey, look, all of this stuff is kind of coming true. Dean Koontz, you were a genius. You saw the future, and it's like, yeah, but it didn't go exactly the way he said. Um, or mm-hmm. for other writers as well, you know. So it's kind of like it's a cool take, but like I said. To, at least for my mind, because I, I I write some vampire type stuff too for some of my comic books, and I'm kind of like I don't think they would have been like that. You know, we're like the the warriors, and it's like, ooh, come out at night and we'll play and we'll get you. And it's like,
2: yeah,
1: I, I think that if vampires were real and we were in that type of situation, it wouldn't be like you're gonna hide during the nighttime and in the daytime you're gonna come scavenge. Like, no, we run things. We're vampires. We are at the top of the food chain now, and now we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about you as much. I think it'll be like more that.
0: like uh, more more like oh shit! What the hell was that? Uh, Daybreakers.
1: Daybreakers was okay, but Daybreakers was yeah, too yeah, civilized. yeah, I mean, it was okay. But I
0: like the premise. You know how, like you said, like if uh, vampirism was real, then they would just straight up take over. Like everyone would.
1: Yeah, but I think they, I think in that one they made me. them a little bit too civilized. Um, I mean, it's like then it's like okay, well you're just regular civilization. And you have fangs and you drink blood. It's like yeah. you kind of tamed them down a little bit too much. You do To me, it's yeah. like okay, we made you PG because you wanted to show how society... It's kind of like when... um and I can't think of the name of the movie right now. The John, I think it was John Travolta in it, though, where it's like switch places between black folk and white folk, and you got the black folk are the ones who are like, we're the majority, and not the white folk, the minority, and let's see how society would be different. It's kind of like, okay, well, but everything's going to be the same, just as black people running things versus white people. You know, it, it didn't really say, okay, what's the, what what are the, the, the society changes that would be done if you were looking at it realistically? It was just kind of like we just swapped you. And I don't think yeah. that's really exploring the situation. It's like, you have a good concept. What are you doing with it?
2: Yeah. Vampire tooth. You mentioned, you know?
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would be a plans, but all for you. Hmm.
2: <laughs> so you mentioned the book. Um, I don't, I don't think it was Dean Koontz that wrote the book for I am legend, but have no, you no, read no, the yeah, I am, I am that, legend book?
1: I'm about in terms of pandemic type of stuff. Uh, Dean Koontz was oh, always oh, writing okay. about science things. I, I was relating that to the quarantine and the pandemic we are having now. So, um, right. So no, he didn't write. I don't know who wrote that book actually, Um, but uh, yeah, Dean Koontz didn't write that. He was Dean Koontz always does like uh, medical based type of books.
2: Well, the reason that I asked if you had read the book is, um, well, first, have you read the book? No, I haven't. I am Legend. No. Okay. The reason I ask is, and I'll be honest, I haven't read it either. But um, none of the movies, as far as I know, that have uh, come out based on that book, actually. Uh, use the twist at the end of the book that is the reason for the title. I am legend, which to me is like the most genius part of the whole thing. Um, and kind of ties into what you were saying about the the society and how it may or may not have played out the way that it did. But um, the way, as I understand it, the way it works out in the book is that, and this is, I think, better portrayed in uh, in Omega Man than Will Smith's version. But in the Omega Man version, you know, they, there's these this other society. They eventually capture this guy and they take him to put him on trial or put him on display. And at the end of the the book, what you come to find out is that you know he's going around killing all these things, thinking that they are mindless creatures or or whatever. But you find out no, they are a society. They can think. And when he's put on display, what happens is the adults bring their kids to come see this guy tied up and they point out to him and say, see, that's the boogeyman. That's the guy that's going to come kill you when we tell you to go to bed and you don't go to bed.
1: Oh, cool. Okay.
2: And huh. so that's the whole twist of, of yeah, they, they're, they come out at night, but they're nocturnal during the day. It's not like you're thinking, Oh, it'd be more of a power thing. They'd, they'd be in more control. well, That's what I'm saying with the, the I am legend book. It was a kind of a setup for that. The twist of this is the boogeyman. Um, anyway, kind of got off on a topic, but I thought that was interesting since you kind of brought up the reality of the situation. That to me, I thought was a genius thing that like, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Um, to do something
1: like that. So that that's, anyway. and, but like I said, it's those type of things that, uh, and I, actually that makes me want to read the book almost, but, uh, there's those type of things that is, is when you flip the thing is like, okay, this is what our common perception is because we feel we're the top, you know? So when you switch mm-hmm. in and say, okay, well, uh, whoever you feel is below you, whether it's, it, it's another creature, whether it's, you know, a fictional, whatever the case is, how would they view you? You know, we, we right. assume you're mindless because you're not us basically, you know, but right. it's like, what, what will really happen? Like if, To the semi-reality base, if you look at dolphins or whatever the case is, or whatever creatures we hunt, what if they were really able to think in that manner? And they're like, listen, it's not that we run from you because, ooh, gun. It's like, no, we run from you because we realize you're trying to kill us. You're trying to take us out of this world. And Mm -hmm. you're almost trying to commit suicide on our people because you think hunting is fun. you know? So it's kind of like, it's like, how would the other side view it if they could think to the levels or beyond what we do and we just don't understand that that's what they're doing?
2: Yeah. So going back to uh, just focus on childhood for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned uh, you weren't sure when you saw Exorcist and some of these other things, Night of the Living Dead and, and Near Dark and whatever. Those may have come later. Is there anything that you specifically do remember uh, experiencing in your childhood?
1: Um, mm-hmm. to, to a degree, but not horror related. My father was in the Air Force, so we were in Japan for a mm-hmm. little bit. So, uh I, I'm like I'm. I like, the, of course, Godzilla, the Shogun Warriors for everything. I pop over in America, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, like stuff like that. So, I guess the closest to any horror related, if you want to base it really loosely on horror, then that time period would be like Godzilla. Uh, I remember, like in Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, Stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I mean, those weren't really scary. That's just that like, it was cool. So- <laughs> like, what about
0: that one that was like a live action version of an anime where this dude had a giant? He was an alien hunter, and he had a giant mushroom on top of his head, and then like a, a little doll face in his forehead. I think.
1: Why does that sound familiar? Uh, I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds really familiar.
0: Yeah, I can't think of the name of it right now either. It's, it was like a cross between Guyver and fucked up anime whore. <laughs>
1: Okay. I can't think of what it is, but that, that, like I, I must have seen it because that sounds way too familiar for me not to have seen that one. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't stand out enough for me to say, hi, I know that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, dang, what is that? I, 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 I can picture it in my mind, too. That's bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, I don't know. I, I probably did see that one. Uh, I don't know if I saw it when I was a little kid when I was in Japan or you know, after I came back to the States and stuff like that because we were only over there for like a year or so. But, um... Mm-hmm. Huh. I I don't remember that one. I remember, like I said, horror wasn't that big. When I was a little kid, it wasn't as big. Like I said, as I got mm-hmm. older, like, like I said, the vampire ones are really the ones that kind of grabbed me. Um, okay. But uh,
2: i we'll, hmm? we'll go through it a bit more. Um, it, not every question is going to apply to you. There's a lot of questions we ask just because you never know what's going to apply to whom. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so here's one about childhood. Maybe um, – you know, well, not necessarily related to horror things. Uh, did you do anything Halloween related or celebrate Halloween when you were a kid?
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean, like I said, once again, grew up in the castle. So what they, what a lot of churches do is oh, I forgot what night they call. it. They actually give it a different name, and then so you can come in your costume and they have All the, Hallows the, the, Eve. Well, All Hallows Eve is, is the, uh the uh the Christian. actual. Well, no, it, it, it's all right. So Halloween is basically all, all Hallows' Eve. That's just another name for it. But that, that's more yeah. like the, the pagan observation of it, you know, and that's right. because they were based on the solstice and all that other stuff anyways. Uh, we right. just said, you know, like I said, Christians would take it. And they it, it, it's...
2: I, well, then the next day is All Saints' Day.
1: Yeah, was day it point? that one? No, nah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm, see, this is where my... Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't pay attention as much as I guess I should have in church, uh, <laughs> which i probably get killed with my family. I'm not I saying know. I
2: remember it a lot. I, I don't know why I remember those things. but
1: Yeah, but well, they would, what they would do a lot of times, they, they, like I said, they the parents come with the kids and they give them candy in a safe atmosphere. So, right. um, it, yeah, we did celebrate it. As I got older, I, you know, I hang out with friends. Basically, we just have an excuse to get drunk and say Halloween themed stuff. Um but yeah, uh, yeah, I did celebrate Halloween, and then it continued, to, you know, as I got older and stuff. But usually, when I get as I got older, I just hang out with friends, we'd watch horror movies, drink stuff like that. So
2: when you did the thing, when you did the thing with the Pentecostal uh, stuff with your parents, did you dress up or did you just go like normal dress and still get the candy?
1: No, we we would dress up. We had like little costumes. I think one time I had like a, a, a werewolf costume, something like that. So, uh, I think there's a picture of that somewhere. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, we were dressed up a little bit. You just couldn't go. You, they, were, they wouldn't have us go like too gory or too crazy with it. But yeah, you can have like little costumes on because you know kids like the kids like the the mood and the atmosphere. They like the the play, you know. So yeah. the fantasy of it. So yeah, you put on your costume. So you're like all other kids instead of like you know. You go back to school, and then the other kids are like, "Yeah, we dressed up as so and so, and here's all the candy mm-hmm. we got." And you're like, "Well, I had to wear a suit."
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked because there are some denominations where it's like that you can't you can't dress up, so that's what I was curious. Well,
1: most of them don't even let you um, celebrate. Um, yeah. So it, it depends. Um, it, it's the denomination, and then how much the church. Usually, when it happens, churches are trying to find a way. To listen, how can we give you the best of the the secular world without Committing to being secular. So they try to yeah. find alternatives for it. So like if your kids want to go out and play, we'll let them play, but we'll do it in our backyard because we know our backyard is safe. So we're just gonna call this something else. You know, and so a lot of times they would do that just so it, it you would keep your um, I don't I think parishioners is the wrong word, but you keep the people, the members of the church happy, you keep the children happy, and you can still try to give them a word as you're doing it. Yeah, congregation. That, that works. Thank you. Uh sometimes yeah. I go blank on words. I know too many of them sometimes.
0: <laughs> I can relate
2: uh, so but in your childhood I'm guessing then Halloween at least didn't uh, didn't hold any special value for you you didn't enjoy or or did you did you enjoy putting on the costumes
1: or well I enjoyed it because, but I enjoyed it because it's what I knew you know you don't know yeah. what you don't know until you find out about it so right. you know I knew about Halloween from friends and stuff but you know, they celebrated. We celebrated. It wasn't like right. I didn't even. It wasn't made a big deal, so I never noticed there was anything to miss.
2: Did you have a time where you were actually like in real life scared of something, terrified of something as a kid?
1: No, not really. I um, I I had a big family, so I mean, pretty much every situation that could happen in terms of like you know, roughhousing. Getting beat down by parents was was far worse. Oh, let me rephrase that because that sounds like abuse. Uh, getting spankings by <laughs> <laughs> parents. And, it's a thin and, and, line there. And other parents, exactly. Like other parents spanking you as well because they're your aunts and uncles and ooh you screwed up. Yeah, yep. those were way more scary than any horror movie I ever saw. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, wasn't really scared as a kid. I was more scared of getting caught for stupid stuff. That that was my biggest yeah. issue.
2: Did you have any scary dreams, like uh, reoccurring dreams or nightmares?
1: I, I'm sure I went through, horror, you know, scary dreams because, like I said, I like I like the horror genre, um, but nothing that made me wake up in a sweat type of thing. Um, the closest that I even got to it, actually, this is not even in my 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 kid years, um, but like Candyman was one of the movies that made me say, you know, something. If this is possible, because uh, parallel universes and stuff, I'm just yeah. not gonna say Candyman in the mirror five times. Right? I like myself enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know? Just in case. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, in terms of like as a kid, nothing that stands out. I'm, I'm sure I did have dreams about stuff or whatever, but nothing that stands out like, you know, I woke up in a drench and a sweat and all that stuff. None of that.
2: Okay. Um, so, at least. For you personally, as opposed to our other guests, for you, uh, we won't say that necessarily horror made you happy in your childhood, at least. Um, one last question about childhood. Did you have any friends or family members who uh, who were fans of horror?
1: Friends? I think quite a few of my friends um, probably did. I Actually, I, some of my friends and I played like D&D and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so... But see, that's not really horror. It only only in terms of like fantasy, you've got monsters in there. So like, right. we appreciated monsters. We weren't really worried about horror per se. See what I'm saying? So when that becomes a, a regular part of your life, it's kind of hard to be scared of it. Like even vampires. Once I love vampires. It's like, ooh, vampire, yay! And it's like, no, we're supposed to be scary. Boo! Like yeah, No boo. Boo doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> You drink blood. That's how that's going to work there. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, I have friends who are in the same stuff I was, which is horror and sci-fi and possibilities and, and whatever type of situations. But uh, I don't think a lot of us, and you probably have to ask them to be sure if they were ever into this stuff. Uh, but like looking at it like, ooh, it's a scary genre. It's like, no, we just appreciate it. It's something else we just like. It's like okay. we like superheroes. Just like we like all this other stuff.
2: Okay. Again, not every question hits for everybody. Just one of those things that going down the checklist.
1: <laughs> I wanted to, I feel like I've missed something now. I, I wanted, I wanted to be scared now. <laughs>
2: um, so let's see, um, Lost Boys and Candyman, I think you said would have been more towards your teenage years.
1: Yeah. Lost Boys, I looked it up was 87. So yeah, I was say like 89, I graduated 17. So I was uh, like 15. So when that came okay. out.
2: Uh, Blade probably would have been closer to your teenage years, too. Yeah, because yeah. so sure, I was like I like
1: early 90s uh, for Blade, so yeah, it had to be right around there. Right. Yeah. Um,
2: let's sounds see. like
0: for childhood, it was mainly um, Exorcist and Night Alone and Dead, wasn't it? Right.
2: No, I'm just moving some stuff down to the teenage years now, because if we're going to talk about that, now, now I can make my list of what was relevant here. Um,
0: oh, and uh, I found it. It was called Area uh, Bounty Hunter or Zerum. Was the name of the guy with the mushroom head with the doll face?
1: <laughs> cool. I think Bonnie Hunter is what I knew about. And Blade was ninety eight. Wow, I was old. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because that same time they did. Uh, what Don't was see? the uh, vampire also came out at the same time? as like, they picked the worst time that one came out? Because like you put it against Blade. Oh, was it an interview with the vampire? No, no, that was later. Um, no. Um, what was the James? Um, was it vampires? I think it was. It came out like oh.
0: oh. Yeah, John Carpenter's vampires.
1: Yeah, it came out right when Blade came out. Like that, when you had to yeah. choose between Blade and that one, I was like, well, you lose because Blade was cool.
0: So- <laughs> yeah, plus Blade's you know based on comics, you got that connection too. But you know, I never thought about that. You're absolutely right. That's a fucking Carpenter film, man. Yeah, all of his movies are awesome. And were it not for the fact that it had the competition of uh, a comic book vampire movie, it's a great combination.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
2: <laughs> so going back to teenage years um, for a second the so Lost mm-hmm. Boys maybe Candyman anyone else any other movies or books or stories
1: from the, the teenage years jump out at you as being memorable I was oh I, I couldn't even tell you which books I was reading a lot I, I still read a lot I got books all over the place but uh, I was uh, avidly reading or avidly reading a lot then but I, like I said I couldn't tell you which because I would read a book go to the next one read a book go to the next one I couldn't tell you which title stood out that's probably when I got into like the Dean Koontz's and the Stephen King's and all you know, as far as the the, the major authors mm-hmm. I was reading a lot of their stuff like I, said, I couldn't tell you which particular story from one or another stood out or what titles and stuff like that uh, but that's when I learned how to, to appreciate that stuff also you got to look at um, The Shining mm-hmm. um, which actually The Shining I think actually The Shining might have been my kid years when The Shining come out I'm like Shining I was 70s. Oh, uh, right, so that technically would have been a oh no, Shiny was 80. Well, wait, the book or the movie? The movie. I'm talking the about idea. the movie. I don't think I ever read the, the book, 80s. to be honest. But the movie came out in
2: 1980.
1: Okay. Hmm. So um, let's see, I was nine. Technically you can count that as a kid one then, but I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies too. Hmm. Um so that's well right you a, might have
2: been nine when it came out, but that doesn't mean you saw it when you were nine. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, I mean, there's a lot of movies that come out back then and then you see them later on in life. Or did you see The Ch- The Shining when you were a kid or later on?
1: I don't really know. So uh, I'm-
0: <laughs> It was somewhere somewhere back there in that before time. Long, long ago.
1: Um, I'm going to say I probably saw it a little bit later just because... I'm trying to think of when I had some independence and nine was not the time when I had independence right. to go watch movies mm-hmm. that I wanted to. So yeah, mm-hmm. I brought it a little bit later, but still one of my favorite movies though. Uh, Nicholson killed it on that. I never did watch the remake that uh, King did though. So, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. Jack the, the shining was great.
2: Uh, okay. So Dean Kuhn, Stephen King, I'm surprised that you can't call out any specific books, particularly of King. Cause like they're well known, like the shining it, uh, the tower, whatever. I don't know. I can't even. think Actually, I never read the
1: tower. I never read the tower uh, or, or that series. That's, that's like what three books in that series, I think. I have I no think so. idea. the dark tower. Yeah, Yeah, dark tower. The dark isn't it like a trilogy for that. That. Dark? I don't
0: know that it's a trilogy. I think it's just as long as three books. Yeah, right? it's a very long <laughs> book from what I've heard. <laughs> Yeah, it's three that? books as in like, you know, it's, it's like 12,000 pages. It's
2: like, it's like, okay. the, it's like the Lord of the Rings. We split it into three books. Cause it's just. Fucking <laughs> oh
0: my God. That means if they were making a new, they did make a new movie. never mind.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I remember, uh, but in, uh, uh, what, which, 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 uh, Kevin Smith was, was the movie. Was it where he's talking about the movies? is like, yeah. In the first movie, we're walking. Ooh, a ring. In the second movie. We're still walking. <laughs> it's, like, it's just the way he broke it down in that one. It, it wasn't Clerks. It was the one where they had the movies restaurant. They were, uh, actually, the uh, the uh, Dogma they showed it in? Yeah, yeah, I think it was Dogma. And when they did that, it was just so funny. Like, you know, I hadn't thought about it like that. But yeah, that's pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And they had those fucking eagles the whole time. Like, what? Really? Really? You made me walk across all this shit? And we had
2: eagles?
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Mm. that's a whole nother so, what we talking about, about?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so Long back books. to the fact that yeah I suck at uh, book names and stuff like that I, things tend to blend together for me it's a bad habit of mine um, so I suck at time like if you say well what happened five years ago I'm like I don't know and you say well, well this incident I'm like oh yeah I love that this is so and so and so and so like that was five years ago I'm like oh my bad I suck at that so <laughs> that might as well have been ten years ago
2: so uh, nothing else really jumped out at you during teenage years. Um, we already talked about Lost Boys a bit. For most people, horror starts off as being scary and then becomes gradually becomes entertainment. Was there ever a time for you where
1: uh, horror was scary? Only on... Because uh, I was thinking of possibilities. So like, there's only certain films that made me think in terms of it could be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like once again, Candyman, um, mm-hmm. the shining because, but it's, it's because the story was so well done in the shining, uh, in the acting is like, it was, it was just that tension that it built. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying so, uh, but if you think to me, at least, so if you think of most horror movies, um, it's entertainment. Like not that I looked at them as cheesy, but a lot of times just like, you just sit there and you just, you lose yourself for an hour and a half or so. Mm-hmm. So like when I, when I would watch, uh uh it when they first came out or watch uh um the blob and stuff like that. Um I'm kinda mm-hmm. like, oh, this is cool. You mm-hmm. know, I, I guess it should have been more scary than it was, but eh, this is me. But uh but like the blob and stuff like that, this is cool. Vampires, this is cool. But some are more <laughs> cool than others. You know, mm-hmm. so like I said, um Blade was really running things. Lost boys is running things. It's like, but well, there were no real scary moments in terms of that that maybe said like oh that was gruesome. Now, some effects when they did really cool, like decapitations and stuff or pulling the heart out. Those are mm-hmm. always cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I, I it's, it's very rare for me to get scared about stuff like that. It's just like I said, I can, I, I can appreciate it more than I can others. If it's cheesily done, it's like, oh, that was cool because of what they tried to do. And when it's well done, it's like, oh, that was, shit was so cool. You know, <laughs> they like I said, you know, so it's grades of coolness. Um, but like I said, as far as truly being scared, since I've always been like the, the nerd into horror and stuff, it's, it's, it's never really been too many scary moments uh, beyond, like I said, thinking of like, well, oh, you know, Candyman in the ultimate universe could be something to be real. So I'm not saying it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I've never, I think actually I did try the whole Bloody Mary thing one time, but I, that wasn't because of a movie. It's just because I thought it was cool. And let me see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing the thing was, it was okay. I, I mean, I, I watched a lot of this stuff, then, especially as I got older. I, I used to help out at Britain theaters, so I used to watch movies all the time, and then even more then. Um, so let's see, what else? Uh, see, outside of Vampires, I'm trying to get out of what I normally wa- would watch because that's normally I would go to those. Um, I was okay with Zombies. I had a friend in the werewolves. So I had to watch werewolf movies all the time, too. Mm. Yep. Um, what was, the, what was the, the bullet one? Silver Bullet, something like that? He used to like that one. Yeah. yeah he, Silver Bullet was wait, really good. Wait, are talking about that Colt 45?
0: <laughs> Sorry. No, it's Coors. It's the Silver Bullet. Sorry, but, um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're right. No, it was Coors. My bad. Coors, Colt, you know. Uh, um,
0: Silver Bullet was fucking sick, though, man. That was one of the best werewolf... Makeup yeah. effects I've ever seen. Well, the only that. thing was the transformation. Oh, they they went with like this horrible CGI fade that just went from the guy to the wolf, and it's like, ah, oh, come on, <laughs> it is, like American Werewolf in London did it. You can do it too. You got a great practical effect costume. Just you know, make a little bit of practical it changing into that. But they, no, no, they ran out of Michael Jackson fucking CGI fade. That's <laughs> 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 well,
1: the thriller though for the horror. Like, I, I, I'm not going to say the horror genre because that is still a song, but that, that, that movie, that video was great. Like that even turned heads and stuff. And that was, that was by, uh, uh, American werewolf and, uh-huh. and, and, uh, yeah. Guy Same guy, Rick Baker. yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, like, I like seeing that cross pollination in terms of like, you can go from here to here and make these ideas pop more because you're you're incorporating different things into them too.
2: You mentioned two that did scare you a bit Candyman and The Shining. You mentioned, so Candyman, it was because possible reality, you know, alternate reality. What about The Shining? What was it that
1: scared you about that? Just attention. I mean, it's like the story is well done, but like here's something that a lot of times these days, uh, it almost seems like it's a tedium. But back in the, the, I'll even include the 70s for some stuff, but the 80s, early 90s, you had a story, you vested yourself in the story. So if it's well-written and that drama builds and attention builds, you're almost at the edge of your seat because you're like, you want to see what happens next. Then some shit happens. Like, oh shit, I wasn't ready for that. You know, like, um, uh, uh the, um, um, I'm here. here here. what the fuck did Jack Nicholson say? Nah, shit, I love that line. Uh... Um, I'm back. Oh, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Thank you very much. I drew a blank on one of my favorite lines because uh, <laughs> by that time Batman had come out and fuck it. Uh, no, Batman came out in '89. <laughs> so uh, but uh, yeah, that here's Johnny. Line is like, oh shit, that was perfect. Uh, and there was just so many moments with, that, with the the hallway of blood and all that stuff too from from the elevator and stuff. It's like there's so many many moments in there, but it built to it. You you didn't worry about that 30 minutes or 40 minutes to took the build to it and the, to build to that 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 result because you were so vested in the film, the time passed without you thinking about it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And like I said, these days they want, <clears throat> excuse me, they want back to back, you know, here's, here's a scary moment. Two more seconds. Here's mm-hmm. another scary moment. Because that's how you expect <laughs> it. You got to have immediate gratification. It's like, no, it's but. It's basically what? a
0: sine wave of a uh, tension moment, jump scare, tension moment, jump scare. Just-
1: exactly. Exactly. And so you lose <laughs> something of like that. It's like, okay, well, you got what you wanted for that film. You paid your $10 or whatever. But did you really appreciate this story and what went into the film, or you just like the fact that the effects were cool and you got scared for that two seconds? Mm. The latter. So, so, <laughs> so that's where, like I said, The Shining comes in. It's like I, I like, I like to see, mm-hmm. uh, and as a writer myself, I guess I like, I like to see things where they build and where you know, by the time something happens, now there's times when it could go wrong, like Man of Steel being a combo book junkie, I know it's not hard, but uh, to me, took too fucking long. Don't know why the hell they did all that building. Like you'll see, Superman. In the film's two thirds of the way over. It's like motherfucker I, it, it's man of steel. It ain't we'll wait for this motherfucker. What the hell? Uh
0: you gotta so, do character development, man. You gotta see how, you know, he folds his laundry or mows the lawn or you Superman know, goes been to around seventy fucking school. years <laughs> or they
1: don't, they don't have, <laughs> no character development. I mean he don't he doesn't need to jump right into the city and be like, I'm Superman already, bitches. Here I am, save the day. Uh but I mean yeah. th- we don't need an hour and a half worth of build up to see him in a suit that we know he got already. Let us know what we need to know. Let us feel about his parents and stuff, and then let's keep mm-hmm. the moving. Let's let's get into some action now. But that's because that's like because the comic book based film in terms of it being the superhero genre. Because I mean, there are the comic book based films and stuff like that that don't deal with that. But <clears throat> excuse me. But like I said, sometimes you can it can become kind of plotting when you when you're doing going too long to get to the payoff. But you like I said, before horror films, you want that you you want it to get to the point where you're like, okay, here's the normalcy. We set you in this environment now because you know what the normal environment is. So what's now we're going to switch that on you. Well, it's the exactly, tension. Exactly.
2: You don't have any tension when you're doing background for Superman.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, we like Clark, but we knew we liked him when the film started because it's about him. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah.
0: kind of a pre-existing universe already. Yeah. But- exactly, exactly. But yeah, I see what you mean with horror movies. You you want that uh, overdeveloped character development because it, and almost a, uh, a reverse of that because you know what's going to happen in horror movies, too. You know what's gonna happen people at gonna the die.
2: End.
1: yeah but, Yeah. Uh, if it's done right. Like you see some horror movies uh where nobody dies or nobody that you care about dies, and it's kinda like, well, that was a waste. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know? So I mean you still that want some like of challenge. that. <laughs> yeah, you want some of that still, though. You want you want it to be like like you know, okay, it's a vampire. He's gonna bite somebody, this motherfucker. But let's say you've got uh five people uh, and the main characters, because you almost guarantee it's going to be the the pretty lady that survives. Uh, Final girl, the, exactly. You know, the black dude's going to die first, or within the first couple. Eh, three not people. always. Ninety nine point nine percent of the motherfucking <laughs> <laughs> time, <laughs> it's a trope. The black person. dude, that he's dying first, or at least in the first three. And or, I mean, don't or, know or, I'm
2: or 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 running away first.
1: Yeah, and, and, that. <laughs> and to step up for my people we do not run away first however we <laughs> will run <laughs> but we won't be first be like oh shit Freddy gotta go we out of here fuck y'all <laughs> 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 right. You know, so we will run but we're not gonna stand up like listen uh, that bitch got a machete let me put my dukes up because I learned how to fight in the hood like don't, those two don't go together he's yeah. got a machete I'm gonna run He's got claws. He fought me in my dream. He scratched the shit out of me. I woke up, the scratches were still there. I'm not going to sleep anymore. Fuck no. Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new life now. <laughs> so.
0: Immediately starts Googling, can you mainline an IV of coffee?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, so yeah. I mean, but, but those were the tropes. Those were, if there were memes back in the day, those would be the memes of the day. Yeah. Um, so those are things. Okay. But when you get beyond that, like I said, you want to have somebody that by the time they die, because the buildup is to the death, uh, mm-hmm. you're like, oh man, I really didn't want so-and-so to die. Oh man, that was my, day. he should've did something different. Or you get the people in the theater after watching it with you who talk to the screen, which is mm-hmm. fucking annoying. But uh, mm-hmm. like, turn left, why didn't you fucking turn left? Why don't you shut the mm-hmm. fuck up? You're too close to the screen <laughs> and I should have to hear you over the film. How about that? <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. So, for those people who are listening to this right now, this is the cursing he warns yes. all about. It's gonna be a lot yeah. more. This. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it fun. So,
2: I want to ask you some, something, just to, to clarify. Uh, going back to Candyman for a minute, you mentioned uh, one of the things that scared you was that it, it was this possible alternate reality. Um, there's two uh, ways I could see. I could see this going. Um, you could, or maybe both. Uh, you could be afraid of that because. You're afraid of the fact that, you know, if you say Candyman five times and he comes and kills you because you're afraid of getting killed, you could also have, because you did mention, you know, being raised Pentecostal. And I don't know how much of that is ingrained in you. There's also the, you know, the fear of, you know, the, the God versus the devil and the demons and the whole religious and spiritual part of it, which, which of those Mm -hmm. two weighs greater in your mind, or is it equal?
1: In relation to the film, it'd be more of the former. Uh, it's not the whole you know, Pentecost fiction-based okay. one. Uh, it, it's because, basically, I'm a nerd. I read science books, and I read about parallel universes and alternate realities when I was probably like okay. eight. So plus, I was also a comic junkie. And in Fantastic Four, they had a whole bunch of those damn things. Yeah. So uh, I always look at everything in reality as it, it's possible to go either way. Like, for instance, right now, uh, I could be answering your question. Or I could be saying, this is bullshit. I'm going to mm-hmm. go somewhere else. I'm not doing that, but it's always a choice. Now, in some universe, I probably right. did do that. You know, mm-hmm. um, So I always look at the things as possibilities and what are the what's the best option or the most probable option. And in this reality, instead of limiting and saying it was only one reality, I say, no, there's a possibility of more. Do I know for sure? No, because I'm not right. in those other ones. So I'm going to assume that it's a possibility. So Candyman, was I truly scared Candyman was going to come? Hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Was I scared that there might be a possibility that motherfucker out there somewhere in some parallel universe and he might say, hmm, you calling me? Yeah, <laughs> It's possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Who knows? I'm not saying Candyman. Why well, right. take a chance?
2: <laughs> and and likewise, there are possibilities that you could have answered the question the other way. And so I have to ask the question.
1: There you go. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, on the Christian side of it, I mean, I, I of, of course, like I said, I am a Christian. I don't subscribe to religion per se. But, uh, yeah, I still look at possibility. Like, when, and, and This is a slight deviation, so I'll get back to that car in a minute. But, uh, yeah, when people are like, uh, oh, God is definitely a he. Well, why? Because God is all-powerful. Why does he got to be he just to make you happy? Now, I'm not saying God says is says he in the book. Uh, yeah, but man wrote the book. I, I feel that God inspired the book. Man wrote the book. Man is inherently flawed, uh, and therefore we okay, fucked it up. Okay, so not okay. everything is, is supposed to be, you know, like word for word from the Bible. That's my personal opinion. That's right. what I stand by. That's how it goes. Uh, So, but, um, but yeah, so like I said, I I look at things, the the Bible is a good guide. And I think it was inspired by God, but like when it comes down to it, like we wrote the book. So I'm sure God said, make woman equal. She's your rib. And man said, yeah, but we need them to cook and clean. So what we're going to do is make them second class citizens in this book. And that's how it's going to be. Yay. And God's like, bitch. (laughs) so once again my personal opinion i don't think god said bitch but hey whatever we, whatever you feel like saying it's god That's so how it
2: while we're in that kind of direction of a tangent let me ask is there anything horror related that has scared you on the spiritual or relate or uh religious uh i can't think of the right word now but uh <laughs> um, vain? Um, I don't
0: know. When we touched on that earlier, it sounded more like uh, the things that scared you were the things that were uh, grounded in reality, like things that could happen. Even, yeah, uh, potentially Candyman, because that's tangential, right? But those reality, are the other things that we
2: have talked but still about. Still, a so I'm asking: is is there anything that we haven't talked about that did scare you in that manner related to the spiritual or religious stuff?
1: Um, okay. not really. And the reason I say that is that. Because of my mm-hmm. faith, I don't really get scared of what the, the spiritual realm, I guess mm-hmm. I, I put it that way. So, like, for instance, I, uh, my grandmother, great pe- pre- preacher, uh, pastor, elder. Um, I've seen, like, the whole talking in tongues. Uh, I have an aunt that has, you know, done uh, uh, missions uh, where she goes, you know, prays over people, gets rid of demons, all that stuff. So it's like, it, and so and actually, one of my godchildren I remember I, was, I went over to uh, her parents' house uh, and they're like, oh, there's a, 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 a ghost or something or whatever, I prayed the ghost away. So I'm like, my faith is strong. It was strong, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't Casper, just for the record. But they said it, uh, something was happening. I prayed, it stopped. I'm saying I won. And that's the spiritual mm-hmm. sense. So he <laughs> wasn't really scared. No, but do I believe the other side of that? Do I believe in them? I'd like to, to, to believe in demons and ghosts and all that stuff. I'm like, if you believe in God, you got to mm-hmm. believe in the rest of it. You know, it's, you can't just say, well, I'm just going to believe in the good stuff. I like it, not the bad stuff. Is if you take one, you got to take the rest of it. So um, am I aware that there's demons and I'm aware that there's ghosts and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. But, I mean, they don't scare me. I just don't want to have, like, I'm not going to go invite them to my house. Like, if you know somebody's a killer, you don't say, hey, I'm not scared of you, so come on in and stay for the night. It's like, no, I know you're a killer. Stay the fuck out. I'm going to shoot you. So, same type of thing. You know, I'm like, I, I don't, I'm i not a, afraid of demons, but I do recognize, okay, demons were once angels, so it's not like they, they're powerless. They just can also be overcome.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Just, like, one of those things, because there are some people who are legitimately afraid of some of that stuff, so...
1: Thought I would ask. I look at it. I mean, in terms of that, though, it's, it's uh, what, what's the reason you're afraid of. Usually when you're afraid of something, it's because it's a lack of knowledge or a lack mm-hmm. of preparation. You know? So just like I said, I, I was quote unquote prayed up and, it, you know, uh, and I try to stay that way and I have the faith that I can overcome it. What am I going to be afraid of? You know, but like I said, but do I recognize them for what they are? Like I said, it's just I like recognizing a killer or recognizing the drug dealer or recognizing, you know, whatever the situation is. If I know what something is, then why am I afraid of it? You just, to me, you just strategize a way to to, mm-hmm. to survive it or to get through it. You know, so um, like I said, biblically, uh, no, I mean, like I said, you know, I, you know, I, I guess I'd be afraid of God because God said, and it's not actual fear, but you know, like God said, "Hey, I'm not gonna flood y'all. I'm gonna burn you the fuck up next time." <laughs> like, that does not sound kind of, like fun. Huh. Let's hope I don't get forty days of burning because it's bullshit. I don't want that in my <laughs> life. But uh,
0: is that really what they said in that in that verse? That there's uh, forty days of rain, and then if if we fuck up again, we get forty days of
1: fire. No. Well, basically, it, I would have to find where it is in there because he doesn't say that specifically. But basically, he just says I'm not going to yeah. flood you again. Uh, and yeah. next time oh, y'all yeah. fuck is going to burn. Uh, so, but yeah, he's not he's not saying let's say forty days of fire though. But he he does say it's going to basically be like fire or something like that. And I'm not flooding you again. Yeah. It's going to be something different. Yeah, I didn't say okay. I wasn't going to kill everybody so, yeah, again. So, I right. just
2: said I wasn't going to flood you again.
1: Exactly. Oh, so, oh, oh,
0: and what, what is, what if it means like burning, not in the literal sense, but burning in like the more irritative sense, like, like the penis? whole world just breaks out in herpes? That one, yeah,
1: that would so because I hadn't <laughs> thought about that before. That's fucking hilarious. That would also be a good horror movie. But no, <laughs> but if everybody has,
2: we'll call it the burning. Well, uh, but see, so, if different. everybody has it, then it's not really a problem because everybody has it.
1: Whatever. Yeah, it was still <laughs> I mean, as a guy man. if you're constantly burning 24-7 you're scratching well, your neck off that's yeah. fucking scary I don't want that in my life I want to know there's no cure for this holy shit no, this is, a, this is a
0: horror movie I'm writing this I'm writing that script tonight that's fucking <laughs>
1: <laughs> so those possibilities <laughs> would scare me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> We've always thought World War Three would be that, but hey, look at you, fighting the diseases <laughs> to make it happen. Yay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> so you mentioned you did have some friends, uh, at least, I, I don't know if, if this came in during the teenage years or the adult years, but uh, you had some friend who liked werewolf movies, and I think some other friend that you mentioned liked some other kind of her- horror movie.
1: Yeah, traditionally my my, my friend uh Petter, he um like I he's a werewolf. I'm the vampire. Uh so we, we've been friends since like late high school. And so that was always our thing. Like when Underworld came out, it was like, yes, because so the whole thing like was both, yeah. What's the battle you want. Werewolves yeah. and vampires. And I'm like, fuck it, vampires gonna win. <laughs> and it's like now nah, I watched the movie, I'm like, they're the bad guys, it's bullshit. Uh but <laughs> but uh and but yeah, of course he was cheering for the werewolf. So we would always like he would get me to watch uh like I said, the silver bullet and and uh I don't know whatever the fuck other werewolf movies were out if I was hanging out with him and vice versa, hanging out with me watching vampires, mm-hmm. how it's gonna go. Uh you know, so but yeah, so we we had that. We always had an appreciation for each other and stuff like that. But like even even back then, he had like his hair was um longer and curlier. So he was like, ah oh, yeah. And, and he was he was Serbian, he it was. He's fucking alive. He's Serbian. Or at least part Serbian, so he's hairy as a motherfucker. So yeah, I'm like, see, you're manifesting you're mm-hmm, a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Now you cut his hair. I like, uh, you're you're a neutered You no. took away that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Samson. With neutered very, very much in a figurative sense, because the motherfucker got six kids. So he was not neutered. So- Sounds like he needed to be. <laughs> but- yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I have one friend who did pass away, but he got nine kids. So I always say he was trying to catch up to him, didn't quite make it.
2: Let's see. So That's
1: far too many children.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So but that was it. during your teenage years you had met him? Um
1: Yeah, I met him. Um I think I think I was getting ready to graduate actually. So uh, either I was 17 and he was sixteen, or I was sixteen and he was fifteen, something like right that okay. right in that area.
2: So starting to get some of the, the social um benefit, I guess you could say, of having friends that are into some of the same stuff.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, beyond D&D, but like prior to that, I still have friends who uh, I did D&D with. That was actually d and I got into like middle school. Okay. So, I mean, that was friends I was socially, actively going out with versus, hey, it's lunchtime. Let's go meet in the middle of the school and play D&D and roll dice right. and stuff.
2: So, um, you mentioned in your teenage years, you did kind of participate in Halloween, but it was more just going over to friends' houses and, and stuff. But was there anything, uh, you know, any dressing up in costumes, any parties,
1: Halloween parties? I did I? <laughs> uh, no, not really. No, we, it was more movies and stuff. More movies and alcohol, um, which I wasn't supposed to be drinking. Sorry, mom. We call, had a game called Running Man. It's kind of like you know you run through the woods, hide if they fit, catch you, then you gotta get to the base or some bullshit before. Fun times, good excuse to drink and have fun with friends. Uh, but as far as um, dressed, I don't think we ever dressed up. I did go to in my adult years. I know we're not adult years yet, but I did dress up of some, some parties but I'm not really like that that cosplayer dress up type of guy so I mean my dressing up usually went mm-hmm. to let me see if I can find a trench coat and some vampire fangs and yay I'm blade again
0: mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good easy go to
1: exactly exactly um, but as far as like in teenagers, I don't recall like any kind of dress up parties or if I did I'm sure it was something like really cheesy and quick it wasn't anything I had to put new work into
2: uh, let's see did you have any recurring dreams or scary dreams as a teen?
1: I'm trying to think. I, uh, I, well, not no recurring mm-hmm. ones, no. Um, s- scary. No real nightmares to speak of. I'm sure I've had stuff because, um, me being me, I'm always just like I'm thinking while I'm awake. I'm thinking while I'm asleep as well. So, um, everybody does that. I don't know why I even made that point. But uh, uh thinking of like in terms of like demons and like coming up with concepts and ideas for horror movies and scary stuff. So vampires and stuff like that were in there. But I said nothing recurrent. It'd just be an idea that I dreamed through. Uh, so it could be like um, anything from, you know, somebody close dying or being killed to, you know, hey, there's vampires in this dream. It's like, oh, that's bullshit. Don't bite me. No, fuck that. I like vampires. Bite me. Uh, you know, whatever works.
2: Um, so we've been focusing a lot on fears, and there have been a lot there. So let's focus on the opposite, of the pleasure. So what is it that you have enjoyed about uh, these vampire movies. Have you seen
1: From Dust to Dawn and Selma Hyde? <laughs> well, that's a different... That, Couple times. That's not an
2: enjoyment of vampires. That's an enjoyment of Selma Hyde. She
1: was a vampire. What are you talking about? It's not the vampire. <laughs> Don't take away my enjoyment. <laughs> Something tells
2: me it's not the vampire like, part man, that you're enjoying. The
1: biggest. Tea. Um, I, There's a certain... um a seductiveness uh, so it's probably why you were talking about the woman liking vampires and horror and stuff too um not to the twilight level in terms of like we sparkling i'm 400 years old but i'm acting like a teen so i can live in love with a teenage girlfriend it's like that's creepy and it makes you a right. pedophile and nobody tells about that in the film but um but mm-hmm. there's, there's a certain seductiveness vampires were always cool you know it's like well not always but the, the 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 depending on how they wrote the vampires were like I'm going to make you want to fall in love and want to give yourself to me. So whether they did it yeah. in a second by hypnosis or they did it in in years and hours or days or whatever, it was always like that pining mm-hmm. love. Um, so yeah. that was a very cool touch on a lot of vampire movies. Um, so that would be the cool part. But Salma Hyde, I loved her because she was a vampire. She was in the damn film, so we will be taking that <laughs> for <the> me. <game>. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I see what you mean though. Vampires always kind of come with that uh that almost built-in charisma or appeal, you know. They they're just always they're written as someone that someone wants to be or
2: hm <laughs> seductive cool charisma. Okay. Uh, no scary dreams, nothing in particular in actual life terrified you as a teen, near death experiences or
1: no, nah, I mean, lose people you're close to, but I don't... My, my attitude is like... Uh, th- that's something I say all the time. Is like When people say, oh, well, they died too soon. I'm like, no, they didn't. They died right on time because they can't die unless God lets them die. So what you're saying is they died too soon mm-hmm. for you. So once I got that perspective yeah. and that mindset, then that mm-hmm. was not a problem. Um, well, I started doing security. This is actually not teens, though. This is like in my early 20s. So I started doing security off and on. So I've seen a lot of things there. So it, it's not dreams per se. is like I've seen people die like literally in front of me. So stuff like that is kind of like, it just reminded me how, how temporary we're here. You know, like I said, I don't, I'm not afraid of death because it happens to us all, but it's kind of like, well, damn, I don't want to die like that. I was that planning on tonight being my night. So while I feel bad for them, I'm happy that wasn't me. So, um, probably a bad thing to say but that's that's how i look at it you know it's like i'm like everybody's gonna have that time everybody's gonna have a situation but like i said literally watch somebody get you know stabbed or shot or whatever and it's like right there it's like oh that's not good um but as far as my teenage years um now nah, usually I, I hear stories like i actually knew one guy who was a um basically he was the one who took care of problems little guy too little mexican dude i used to know Uh, And that's not me being racist, because that's what he was. Uh, But uh, he was in gangs, and so he was the one who wanted to take care of problems if something went down. But uh, like, for instance, when it was time for he decided he wanted to get out of the gang life, they basically said, "You have to survive in this city. You can't leave the city. But if you survive and we don't catch you and kill you, you can leave. Just don't come back." So, like, when he was telling me stories about that stuff, I was kind of like, "Wow." So stuff like that. Yeah, hearing stories like that or seeing stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, that's once again, it's not hard. It's just put in perspective, you know, like. But, like, dream wise, uh, or even reality stuff I've experienced, you know, uh, I mean, I've gotten spanked before where I felt like my my spirit left my body. (laughs) That just wasn't good. Uh, Uh,
2: I had mentioned earlier that, so for most people, um, let me rephrase that. For a lot of people, horror starts off as scary and then gradually grows into being something exciting. It sounds like for you, Um, you pretty much enjoyed it from the get-go. Didn't have a lot of uh, exposure to it and childhood other than a a handful of things, Um, but then kind of got into it in your teenage years and it was more of an enjoyment thing. Uh, So far, you've pretty much... The one thing that you said was vampires are kind of cool and seductive and and charming. Um, Is there any other... um, Enjoyment out of it that you've gotten, other than that, or any other source, or is it because it, it just sounds like you're saying, Well, they're cool, you know?
1: Well, I mean, it is. Horror makes me happy, it makes me happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's just, um, being a writer, a lot of times when people go do things story wise, whether it's film or books or whatever, that makes me think, especially if it mm-hmm. makes me think in a different way, open my opens my eyes to different possibilities. That's always a uh, great to me. So, uh, the additional enjoyment would be just the fact that like when um, if there's a plot twist or the way they built it up, and it's like oh wow that's so cool. Whether it's vampires or whatever, just just it's something that makes me think differently than I originally thought. Or if it's something I I, I wouldn't have written myself, I'm like wow awesome. So stuff like that. Um, and because I, I think. If you look at it, I think I was kind of the opposite of what, like you said, people are like, you know, like, ooh, I'm so scared. Then, oh, this is so cool. I was kind of like, ooh, this is so cool. Ooh, those were slightly scary. Back to being cool again. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> mine is more like a roller coaster instead of like that, that grab that just kind of goes from one and then goes to the other extreme. Mine is like that roller coaster. Like, right. eh, depends on the project. Depends how cool it was. Like, because it's even different when I started acting in them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just like, it, like when I met Marcus Cook uh, I think the first time I made him, met him. He was doing makeup for me for was that the, it might have been for As Night Falls actually. Um, but like just that the process behind it because you know of course when you're watching it you don't pay attention to like the, how different colors affect the moods and build spirit the whole tension uh, or different sound effects or different uh, music even. And so when you when you're involved in it it changes that that whole paradigm. It's kind of like oh wow that's what happened or or that person was right there off screen. Uh, pumping the blood so it looked like so-and-so was doing so-and-so or seeing effects that was like they they make the bone look like it's popping out it's like oh that's just like some cotton and caro syrup interesting <laughs> so like once you kind of demystify it uh, you get a whole new appreciation for it too so like Looking at stuff that I used to be like, wow, when I was younger. And now I'm kind of like, oh, I know how they did that. The only problem with that is that when you're watching a new movie, you're like, I know how they did that. And it sucks not mm. to take my brain out of this and just enjoy it. Well, and that's so. kind
2: of what I'm thinking as you're describing that is, like you're saying, it's more of the cerebral thing. And it doesn't really touch on the emotional content of, of why it's cool in the first place. It's just, it's this additional layer on top of it. Um, and, you know, we're trying to dig it the bottom layer and find out what's, what's causing the bottom layer.
1: I think I'm bottomless. Maybe I don't,
2: well, I mean, you say that the vampire, look like, for example, <laughs> vampires, you're like, well, it's cool, but why is it cool? You mentioned seductive. That's a good reason. Cause there's, you know, you know, the sex drive and, and something, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of people who can, um, what's the word I'm looking for. You can identify with wanting to be sexy.
0: Well, there's also the taboo element. No, not necessarily like a fetishist taboo kind of thing, but no, there's also the taboo element and the fact that vampires are dark and evil by nature, so they're all they're they're forbidden or you know to.
1: Oh, yeah, and that ties into guys. it. And then you also have that ties into it, and then you also have just that if you if you take them to their essence, uh, they're they're really predators, you know. So it's kind of like along with being a seductive part, that's just something they all right, this sounds like Twilight I just remember uh, <laughs> uh, Edward Cullis says a line like this. But it's like, we're very seductive, but that's just something we're u- we use. That's actually We're actually the ultimate predators. You know, so it's kind of like that's just something in our arsenal to bring you closer. But don't get it messed up. Don't get it twisted. We are still killers. This is what we do. This is how we survive. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm, it popped in my mind that he said that, I'm sure there's other people that probably said it too. But it's like, when you take some of that away, like when you see "uh, uh Let Me In, or, or the American version Let The Right One In, or, yeah, I think that's what it was, uh, or, yeah. or uh, 30 Days of Night, uh, or any of those other ones, it reminds you, like, okay. Or,
0: uh, there was a recent one, The Transition, I think. I haven't seen it's that one. Vampire. Was that good? It's really good. Yeah. yeah it's it's, it's not part yeah. of what you were talking about. Like, um, uh, it's more realistic, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, things like that is like, you, you want to be it, it almost got to, to the fact the point that we over uh, uh romanticize them you know and so it, it's like part of the draw is realizing there's layers to everything so even if you've got dracula you have to, and, and the whole pining after the romance to, when he's not the old dracula that they have used in the film the one time uh by gary Oldman, they, uh, uh, you, you still have dracula and at the end of it he's running things he's the one that's in charge he he's a killer but he 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 knows how to, he, everything has its place but he's still not hiding who he is or what his goals are um so i mean there's still there's the, there's the if you look at it as this is a, a creature or a person that just has to live on blood he's he, i mean he's going to kill you but he's still like if you look at the power that a lot of times vampires have if you look at the the, the self control, because you think about it, if they're sitting there and they're licking at your, your vein, they're like, I really want to suck your blood. But in this moment, I have to hold back those instincts and hold back my natural self because I have to accomplish something else that takes higher priority. There's a whole lot more to the concept of it. But bottom line, they're still killers. You know, what, what's the saying about if you take a snake in, you nurse it, then you get surprised when the snake bites you? You shouldn't be surprised because the snake's going to say, Well, I was a snake. You knew that when you took me in.
2: I'm starting. I think I may have a picture here. So it, it sounds like you're identifying with a couple of different things uh, that you want to identify with. You want to be sexy. You want to be cool. You want to be powerful. You want to be intelligent and, well, and have self control. Well, I, you're right. But
1: when you say. Are you trying to say I'm not no, intelligent? No, what I'm
2: saying is that. <laughs> Like Chris said, who doesn't? But, yeah, everybody does want to, to be those things. Well, probably everybody wants to be those things. But, you know, <laughs> what we um, associate with those things is different for every person. Like, for me, uh, when I think about a lot of, a lot of those things, to me, the thing that would jump to mind would be a panther or a tiger or, like, a big cat um and for you the thing that you're identifying yeah. with is the vampire you know what
1: i'm saying yeah it's almost like um you want to see yourself in it, like uh, like wish fulfillment like you know like like i mean it's almost the same if you're looking at it that way like i also used to like what like to watch happy days definitely not, well, a hard not just wish hard fulfillment all. but almost Predigate like
2: a, i want to say like a role model like an ideal of this is this is where i want to be this is where i want to go this is how i want to live my life um,
1: your avatar yeah yeah hey um let me grab my charger real quick i know this is probably a bad point to do it but it's out of hey, that or risky cutting off on you so sure. give me cool. just a moment
2: all right so i guess this is a good place to stop and ask everyone to come check out the other projects that chris and i are working on if you go to horrormakesushappy.com and go to the about page there's a short bio for each of us along with some links i mean the, th- <laughs> the about page that's that's only on the on the uh, .ca site <laughs> Uh, the main thing that I have going on right now is a, a book that I wrote a few years ago where I collected together about 80 different tools that I collected, um, through counseling and 12 step meetings, um, you can get it in paper book or e-versions. You can get that get that on Amazon and many other places. But, um, if you go through the the link on the about page, it'll take you the page to the page that i set up for the book. And through there, there's a link to a place called smash and Lulu smash has the ebook and Lulu has a paper bag version. Uh, if you go through there, I get a couple of pennies, but you know, if you'd rather go through Amazon, that's fine too. Um, In the next couple months, I'd like to start a YouTube channel where I talk about each of the tools um, and more because there are stuff there's – I have created a a short list of additional topics that I have thought of after I published that book that I thought, oh, I could have put that in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've got some more on the back burner. But for right now, the main thing is the book. Uh, Chris, what are you working on?
0: Oh, you know, the usual. Finding different ways to dispose of bodies in different areas of town. You know anybody who has a wheat grinder for for wheat and not bones?
2: Wheat with a T or weed with a D? Sure, both. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, not off the top of my head. Just asking for clarification. Gotcha. Um, if I if I come across anyone, I'll let you know.
0: Yeah, I'm just asking for a friend. asking for a friend. Who needs yes. a wheat grinder. <laughs> but, um no, you know the uh, the usual projects I have working on my whole uh, Pieces side project, which I believe is also uh, linked in my bio, where you can just head on over to piecesofflesh.com and you can check out all the stuffs there about the whole Pieces universe project, uh, extremely high aspiration goals of one day making it into a film, full length feature film of the whole Pieces story. Uh, for that uh short film based on the comic meat which that's another thing that i have going on i've got uh the web comic on the pieces website volume one being meat which is finished volume two being snares which is currently ongoing so i guess that's uh that's what i've got going on constantly right now
2: uh let's see so the, so the plan is you fit so you've done meat mm-hmm. gonna do snares are you gonna do a couple other um, intro stories and then do the short, um, or are you gonna go like hopscotch through different stuff?
0: Uh, a little of both, I think. Yeah, ultimately, I think I've got five official volumes planned. Uh, sixth one in secret. There's mm-hmm. one is Meat, two is the Snares, three I think is gonna be Rook, four is going to be Hilda, and fangs story and five is father's backstory which has a lot of their other characters backstories kind of thrown into it
2: i was just going to comment for those who have not yet read the comic these are the characters names oh ah, yes
0: yeah story <laughs> about a clan of crazy cannibal ghouls and that's all their names hmm. and then uh yeah volume six which i think
2: there's is more than be... five I thought there was more than five.
0: Yeah, volume six is uh, confessions of a knife.
2: No, 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 char- uh, characters.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's uh, there's only going to be six volumes because I have only managed to make one and a half volumes <laughs> in five oh. years. So, <laughs> but now it's they're going to be like certain characters are going to be put together, like like the snare's volume right now. There's three characters in that. It's about snare, Sid, and Lexa.
2: True. True. Yeah, oh, and
0: um, also in the near future i will be looking at printing and possibly publishing a hard copy comic of meat that's hard copy not hard cover it's mm. going to be like you know typical graphic novel style about roughly 38 pages uh soft cover and potentially alt covers as well i um i'm speaking to a few artist friends on facebook that are in the indie horror circuit and and also um, in similar projects like uh, like the comic sharp knives, it's illustrated by Martin Trafford. So I'm going to see if I can get him to. Uh, I believe he's actually already agreed to do some alt covers for the uh, for the hard copy me comic. That's going to be sweet.
2: I was going to make a joke about holding a gun to his head, but I guess in this form it'd be holding a knife to his throat. Yes,
0: a sharp <laughs> knife. <laughs> 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 That would be difficult to do He lives in Australia
2: You'd have to have some very long arms (laughs) Long
0: pants (laughs) Light globes (laughs) I forgot about light globes
2: Long, 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 long pants Everybody wears long long pants Long pants, long pants, long pants I'm a long pants man uh all right, so where were we? We were talking about um I think we were like three quarters of the way into
0: adolescence.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we were we were <laughs> kind of taking a break Tangents. and talking about uh avatars and uh not idolizing, but um Yeah. Avatars works it's it's just works. like
0: the one episode of Always Sunny where like you know they have their, their avatars, their archetypes of what they aspire to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean you kind of I mean you kind of see it almost like wish fulfillment of avatars. I mean same thing with superheroes too. Like you know a lot of people identify with Spider-Man myself included although Batman's still my favorite my favorite but uh, a lot of people identify with Spider-Man because he was a teenage guy or uh, a high school guy going through all the angst and the drama and he's always the one that's beat down but he can always switch over and be Spider-Man and be that carefree go lucky a guy with powers who can stop villains, you know? So it's kind of yeah. like, cause the same thing would be like, say for vampires. And, and I guess werewolves too, depending on who writes the story, sometimes they're the kind of same thing. They're that sympathetic, you know, drama-filled person who's gone through a lot, but then the woman are attracted to because of like that animal instinct, the animal, animal attraction type of thing. So it, it all depends. But I don't know what that says for people who love zombies though, so...
2: Well, the common thread there between Spider-Man and Batman and vampires is power. Um, yeah,
0: true. Or um, escape. Nah, no power. Power. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't mind well, me. If escape from your life, your regular, humdrum life, to embrace power and become more than what you are, how about that?
0: Hmm. There you yeah. go. We'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, zombies. What is the allure?
1: Yeah, because I don't don't uh, think there's too many zombies to get get women unless they're biting them and eating their brains. So, yeah.
2: So back to, I guess we could probably move on to adult because we asked most of the uh, teenage questions. Yeah. Um, For adults, you mentioned Blade was kind of like on the cusp. What other things have really stood out to you as an adult in the horror
1: industry? Um, As an adult, actually a lot more because I I not just Blade worked in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, you know, not just Blade and other stuff like that too. As the as a fan, but because I've worked in another now, because I've been exposed to more more indie uh films. So not just well, let's deleted, talk about it killed. as a fan. Um, as, as an adult, like I say, I, I have a new appreciation because I, I I can appreciate when they do something right more. Like when I was younger, you just wow, cool. Now I could as a fan, I could be like, oh shit, you know, it's like. When, when they really so what films do
2: you think really did something right
1: um now I have to think uh I used to watch movies like all the time uh let's see lately I'm, I'm trying to think of what came out lately um uh while it wasn't scary per se but Bird Box was good eh, uh, eh, eh fuck you how about that uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh,
2: he's the I, guest not you <laughs> right,
1: you're right, you're right. I, I thought it was good not not because of Sandra Bullock and all that but just like the concept you, you, something that you I mean there was some shit that where I, I think the only F came in is the fact that okay some of the shit that she did you're not gonna do if you can't see shit so that doesn't make sense um, yeah. if you take that above the norm or that, that exception out of it just the concept of there's something that's stalking you and you can't see it coming. So people's biggest fear is usually the build up. But in this case, you don't even know it's the build up to the motherfuckers right up on you because you can't see shit. You see what I'm saying? So if you lose your senses, how do you compensate? You know, for, for blind people, they compensate with the other senses, uh, for, for deaf people, they compensate with the other senses. In this case, we took away your one sense that you really would value the most and you have to compensate in the scope of the whole world. You know? Mm. So I, I like, I like that idea. Um so I, I like that. I'm trying to think of what else came out recently.
0: Well, I hate to be the one to keep bringing it up, but there's always, you know, Ari Aster's works. There's a hereditary Midsummer. Midsummer wasn't hereditary really was so much good. a horror
1: movie. Midsummer I haven't seen. Hereditary was good though. Yeah. He, he, he keep, and you know something we're gonna meet after all this shit is over. You know all this and shit.
0: Eh. I'll give I'll give Bird Box a rewatch. I've only seen it once, and, no, I'm uh, not yeah, it. It just I'm not there, there it's was pretty. certain.
1: It was good for one watch. I'm not. I don't have. I have no reason to go back to watch it again. It was good for that one watch. But I mean, like I said, I mean that's it's, it's certain things like I, I would pick up and be like, oh, Con- the Conjuring movies are pretty good. You're gonna air again, but fuck you. Uh, but the Conjuring movies are pretty <laughs> good.
0: No, they're uh, all right. They're all
1: right. Annabelle was decent. Um, but that, that's uh, was a Bloomhouse doing all of those, right?
0: I believe so. Yeah, yeah. is Bloomhouse. That's that's their whole universe.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Bloomhouse is pretty good at doing horror movies. The Invisible Man. Now, to me, Invisible Man was. Eh. I like the scientific, the tech aspect of it, but it was still. it. Eh. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, but overall, they'd be pretty I liked.
0: Who um, was that? do was-
1: Oh, the performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the lady, I, the lady was from some show that I never watched, so she was brand new to me.
0: She was from um, Handmaid's Tale. But she's been in so much more. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Moss. She fucking killed it in the new Invisible Man. That yeah, was she did what a good really job. Kind of the, concept, that, but, like, like,
1: the concept didn't really grab me, but I like the fact that they tried something different. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right, so American Horror Story, I never really watched. I watched a couple episodes. It was okay. Uh, Vampire, yeah, I they had good seasons and bad seasons. Yeah, I'm, I'm just doing short on of horror stuff on IMDb, so...
2: Let's focus on the ones that you did mention off the top of your head. Uh you mentioned thirty days a night. What did you like about that one?
1: Oh it one. was like taking vampires back to like being hunters. Even though it was like they showed that, okay, they're civilized. They have their own uh language, they have they have they, they have plans, they they know what they're doing. Like we're coming here, it's thirty days a night here. I mean it's based off comic book too, so I helped too. But yeah. is um it, we know that in this area we have thirty days to come in to move in. Basically kill and feast and then leave no trace of who we are, you know, that we were ever here. Yeah. We still have to live in shadows, but we're not just these ravenous creatures, nor are we these sexy creatures. You know, we are, we are, we are, who we are, we are this horde. We're this nomadic tribe that goes around and does what we have to do because this is how we survive. But we have yeah. to survive in a way to make sense, you know? So I, that, that was just uh very cool. And even the survivors they did a good story with that too in terms of like how they survived and you know having to adapt to like, okay, we're not the top of the food chain. not only are, are we not the top of the food chain, they can do better tricks than we can because they're not animals. You know? Mm. So it's not like they're just hunting us. They're actually, you know, setting up traps and shit. You know, like all of that. The whole thing was well done. Oh, yeah. Um I know in the comic book they had sequels to it. I don't think they ever did no oh, no they did I think they did write one to they, the movie, they
0: did but- it was uh thirty days a night, darker days and the first one was good. The, the first one was good uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know maybe it's because I, I, I'm a huge fan of 30 Days of Night too. so maybe I was, I was expecting more for a sequel but to me I, I don't know if uh, you'll identify with this one too because uh, you said you used to play D&D did you ever play any White Wolf
2: like Vampire the Masquerade
1: I know of it I've never played it but I do know what you're talking about
2: okay what about Let the Right One In
1: oh yeah. man see though the um Oh, and, and let me, I, let, which one was the American one? Let me uh, right I was on. about to say. First
0: off, the, the first question we need to ask on that topic is: original foreign or US remake?
1: Uh, I like them both for uh, okay. different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. The original Same foreign, here. I know? think, was superior. I, I can't pick a favorite. Yeah, well, I think the original foreign was superior because just the, the conceptually, it, it was. I think it was a bit strong. I mean, it originally came from that, and plus, you had to read, so you had you had to focus intently on it. You know, you can't like miss the lines and shit because you got to read it. Um, the uh, the remake was good though, but it's kind of like, okay, it, instead of setting a tone and a mood, it was more like, okay, well, let's make pick the right actors that would make people want to watch the film. You know, yeah. so I think they love, when you don't, like, a lot of times when they do major movies, uh, the the directors will say, well, I want to cast an unknown because I don't want them to have preconceived notions of who, who these people are or who this character is going to be um so i think the foreign one was that because i didn't know anybody i could just be in that film yeah. you know whereas yeah, yeah. the american one i forgot who exactly who i think they cast the one girl um it, was it hit girl uh yeah, what's her, was her girl. Her name? yeah. um they cast her so I'm like i'm already like okay she's a pretty good actress and i like the fact that she, you know kick ass and all that shit so i'm kind of like, like i already know kind of how i'm gonna feel about the film versus the when i saw the original one i'm like i'm just liking the film you know, yeah. so but yeah, they were both good as far as quality level they're about equal. I agree, but like I said, I had to I'd had to defer to the original.
2: Other than the tone and the mood, what did you like about the first one?
1: Just the the concept, Like I actually have a a um a character I created who was a kid, basically, so same idea, but I, I haven't fleshed out stories for him yet. But um, but uh, my, mine is a boy, theirs was a girl, but just the fact that they showed how the game would be played. Like if you if you took that singular story, because with vampires. You can tell multiple stories, especially cinematically, even more the comic book wise. Um, uh, and and this is that vampire story. Same thing with humans. I mean, if you really think about it, every human has their own story. Uh, so but you took her story and this is how she survives. She deceives people until she gets to the moment she's ready to move on. And as she's doing it, she's being meticulous about how she kills, uh, uh, uh how she proceeds, how much she gives away, who could be aware of her. Uh, just seeing that, it's almost like, a um, damn, I want to say Helen Keller, but it's not Helen Keller. Uh, who was the one that was in the attic during the Nazi thing? Anne, an, Frank. Anne Frank. Anne Frank. Anne Frank, yeah, that's what I thought. I want to say that, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure. But yeah, it's almost like an Anne Frank of, you know, it's like, here's how I survived in a situation that I really shouldn't survive in. Hmm. Same thing for Let Me In. Here's how I survived. I'm a vampire. I got to do some shit that I may not even be proud of, but I have to do it. And then in, in the case of the story, is like, I see my future. I'm opening up to this one kid because he's as as hurt as I am. But I really, I know I really shouldn't be doing this, you know, but instead of me joining his world, I'm bringing him into my world. Right. You know, so Hey, Hey kid, I got to kill this motherfucker. Time for you to get some cleaning done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? So it's like, when you see that survivalist thing with the well-told story, story, it it brings more to the table than just the average vampire who's like, I'm there and I'm going to kill you. Oh fuck. I'm going to kill you too. Ooh, sunlight got to watch out. You know, all that kind of shit.
0: Yeah. yeah, it definitely has that uh, that allure of just a different angle by nature. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Do you have a group of friends that you enjoy horror with now?
1: Uh, yeah, well, when Britain was open. Um, me and some friends would do uh, movie nights. So what we would do yeah. is we could basically take whatever we wanted to watch and put it on the big screen. Okay. Um, so it wasn't always horror, but 90% of the time it was a horror film. Okay. Um, so uh, a lot of times I would find new stuff or rewatch old stuff um that i hadn't seen in a while but I, oh shit i didn't realize this or wow that was cool i'm happy y'all introduced me to that so we would do that all the time they put it from red box or one of the guys used to actually his side hustle was um uh, no longer in print films, he would put those out. So a lot of times we'd see stuff that he was like, Oh man, they haven't sold this in thirty years. You should watch it. you guys just like this one. Hmm. Or he'd find some foreign some shit that you know we hadn't heard of. And like, you know, so I'd be introduced to newer stuff like that. And it was like, you know, but like I said, at that point we're just appreciating because we all love films or horror films specifically, but appreciating film in general. We were literally just three, four guys grab some beers, sit and watch, you know, whatever D V D or whatever streaming thing, but on a thirty foot screen. It was it was awesome.
2: Have you participated in Halloween as an adult?
1: Couple of friends have Halloween parties. Once again, that's why you know. I, I usually I do like the basic dress up. You know, like ooh, let me grab my trench coat. and That's more things. Hmm. Take my Damn. katana if I feel like it. I'm blade again. <laughs> you know I mean? um,
2: let me uh, let me ask a question. Stepping away from horror for a minute, um, what movie ha- would you? Th- what movie do you think you have watched more times than any other? Not not asking which one is your favorite. Just which one have you watched more times than any other?
0: Batman. Damn it, the original one with Michael Keaton.
1: Of course. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm a Batman junkie, so that that's that that's like for that list, it would always be like the number one. I mean, I've, I've watched multiple films multiple times. Like, uh probably uh, Lost Boys would be up in the running, Candyman would be up in the, in the running, but that that I can concrete say, yeah, I, I watch it. I, I watch this regularly now as I used to, but it'll be in the rotation if I want to go back to a movie. Yeah, Batman. They say Batman eighty nine now because of course the Keaton, I mean the uh, Kristen Bell and the ones, but, um, but yeah, B- Batman eighty nine would definitely be like my go to. That's when I watch most.
2: Okay.
0: Um, yeah, you were you were real quick yeah. with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I know what the answer is going to be to the next question. Uh, again, it'll be a quick one, but I'll ask anyway. Uh, do you have any uh-huh. common threads about what kind of horror you like? <laughs>
1: Well, like you said, you know, the answer is vampires,
2: <laughs> uh, but let's see. <laughs> so the next question is, do you have any idea why it is you like those things? I can't. I think we kind of already touched on this, but to expand on it a little more, because the, there's really two things I'm hearing. One is the, the thing we talked about, about the avatar or the uh, role model and all the different things related to that. The other side of it is as a writer, you're very interested in, a lot of the, um, you know, coming up with new ideas and, and interesting ways to tell stories and, you know, the, th- the kinds of things that writers are interested in, if that makes sense.
1: Well, vampires, we, we, like, we test on that. For other ones, it's, it's um, so it, it, it'll be a two-part answer. So the first part is that if it's something that I think is possible or even based on a real story, it's like, well, how did they get there? Like, what was mm-hmm. their journey? Yeah, uh, so I, I really like seeing those things. Uh, so a lot of times I look at not necessarily documentaries, but if they're saying if they say something like loosely based on a true story or, or or um like I mean of course uh what was it? Uh, Psycho and uh and Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, they have the same root story, but they're based on actually the same story. Yeah. You know, it's like, but it's their own version, their own spins on them. Uh so it's like he stuff gutted like that. He that. like a deer. Huh? He gutted that lady like a deer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, but things like that are things that like to draw me in, um, and then also if if it's, if it's obviously it, it's fictional, like there's no tie into the to anything realistic based, then it's like okay, well, if it's a trailer I'm watching or something I'm hearing about, it's like, well, are you telling me something that might not be plausible in terms of it happening in in real life? But uh, the it, it's something that could draw you in. So if you, if, you, if it's a trailer I'm watching and it's kind of like okay, oh man, I wasn't expecting that. I want to see how they got there. Yeah. If I get that kind of feeling about the trailer, then I'll probably watch it in the theater because I'm like, okay, well, I actually want to see what got me to the point where by the end of the trailer, I'm actually like, this could be good.
2: So now that we've narrowed in on what it is that you enjoy, sort of the last question there is, but why horror? Because there could be any other number of genres or other things that could trigger those kinds of things that you like.
1: They do. Comic books. I've been reading them since I was Damn near born, <laughs>
2: right? But what I mean was there something that you, that zeroed you in on vampires as opposed to who knows what else?
0: The, the question is like, uh, why why specifically horror
1: if, when there uh, are yeah, the no, same, I, got, same I, um, I think horror has the the most possibility of getting you on the edge of your seat. So. Yeah. Like, if you see a drama like that, it's still, you know, this family versus that family or or this person in love with that person. But it didn't work out because of the third person they never got over or whatever it, it, They'll, you know, and somebody probably gets shot. Somebody probably gets slapped. You know, stuff like that. But So you get the drama and attention. but you don't get like that edge, to me at least. You don't get that edge of your seat. What's going to happen? You just know something's going to happen and when is it going to happen if you look at regular stuff. Horror can like, okay, are they going to do the jump scare? Are they going to build to this? And um, then everything changes. Is it's going to be, you know, is this really what it appears to be? And a lot of times, it, to me, for horror, it, it, you have at least the most potential for that to be the case. Versus, like I said, if you look at something regular, you kind of know if it's a superhero, even the best I love superhero films, um, you know, okay, if it's the Avengers, they're going to, something's going to happen. There'll be a little confusion. They're going to unite. They're going to shoot the bad guy's ass. Pretty much kind of hard to surprise you on that.
2: Which kind of goes back to what I said about, you know, your interest in things as a writer, because that's really what it boils down to is having a lot of unknowns in the path of the story. Is it, it would be an interesting thing from the point of view of the right, not only is it the writer, but also the reader, but, it, it, it attaches to both sides for you, both as a fan and as
1: a producer. Good point. I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that's what I appreciate. Like is done, right? So yeah, that, that's uh, a very astute observation. So.
2: <laughs> it hits on multiple levels.
1: Yeah. 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 Kind of like a good woman, but that's a whole uh... different topic. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> I Get <you> there. <laughs>
2: Back to the not safe for work stuff.
1: <laughs> but I'm and in closing. Nice <laughs> <up>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, well, we can't, we have reached the end of the interview, but, uh, you know, that, that was a joke, but, <laughs> but yeah, it, it fits. Um, yeah. No, I, I think it, it th- this is good i mean we we kind of we narrowed it down to at least two things um which is better than nothing um <laughs> yeah so i mean like i said for you it seems like the the two things are the the role model thing and then the interest as a writer as as being an author on your own part
1: yeah 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 it's um yeah i guess i hadn't really thought that deep about it just you know for me that's just it is what it is but no that's a good point i um you know, like I said, those those things will get me to sit there and watch a movie or at least give something a chance. Uh, I, I think, I, see, I, at least I like to think. I know I have some friends who tell me, oh, man, you want people to think too hard about it. You should dumb it down. I'm like, but that's no fun. Let them think a little bit. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> right?
2: There's a time and a place for everything. You dumb so,
1: everything down. It's just going to be like. Yeah, I mean, there, there is a, a market for a mindless problem. Uh to, to i guess i don't know if i'm saying it nicely or not but there, there's a market for people who don't have to think you know like i said those people who wanted like back-to-back um uh uh jump, jump scare up. this that whatever the case may be it was like but are you really appreciating it or you just like the fact that the endorphins or whatever this released when you go huh ah, uh makes you feel good you know but are you really appreciated for what it's gives given, me an idea you know beyond it gives that. me an
2: idea we we should you know if we could contact the people who like run rotten tomatoes or whatever, but you know, they should have a metric that is posted with every movie of how intellectual, no, well, no, I was going to say intellectual level. Like, is this just a dumb, funny or adventure movie? Like no thought required whatsoever. Or is it, Very intellectual has multiple layers. You're going to need to watch it multiple times to catch all the nuances. You know, there, there should be a rating that's published with the movie so that you could pick, well, I'm not in the mood for, you know, a thinking movie right now. I just want to watch something stupid or funny versus I'm in the mood for something that I need to chew on, you know? Mm. Anyway.
0: like a a brain quotient what percentage of your brain will you need to use to watch this
1: movie well see but see it depends who's doing the ratings on that i mean i would personally love a rating like that just because it'd be interesting like oh i need to sit down and enjoy this motherfucker versus like eh, it's an hour and a half but i'll have i'll have fulfilled my jump scare quotient for the day you know so (laughs) you know that to me that would be great but i don't think a lot of people would actually go by that they'd be like because like i said the average watcher or viewer these days they don't want you know they'd see like Oh, it's a five, you know, tomato, uh, intellectual product. I'm not going to watch that shit. I had to think too hard.
2: Well, regardless, um, at the end of the, uh, interviews, we also give our guest, uh, a moment to spotlight whatever it is that they're working on next or, uh, what they want the listener to be aware of. Um, you had mentioned a couple things at the start of the call. You can either reiterate those, or if there's something else on your mind that you want to tell people about, feel free.
1: Okay. Um, I'm working on the My Last Vibe web series. Um, so support that. Episode one is on YouTube. I'm working on, I'm going getting ready to work on a short animated one, uh, but we don't have a name and everything right now. It's, it's not my concept, but as a friend of mine is doing it, uh, Jeff Earls or JS Earls mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook. And he's a great writer. He's done a lot of projects, uh, comic book projects and other projects as well. Um, but uh, as that's coming out, you can follow me on my Facebook fan page, Ken Anthony II. Just search for it and like yep. it. And of course, there'll be more information on that. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm working with Carlos Segura on his film, uh, Honor Amongst Thieves. Um, so that's going to be a good feature. It's his first feature. He's done, he's done a couple of different short films. Uh, and it's my first time working with him. So it's a good experience so far. Look forward to see how that turns out. There's one called Stay Focused uh, that I'm acting in. I think it's going to be a short film uh, by Cherie. And uh, of course, my own projects support Artistic License Studio for comic books okay. and film. Uh, look at my films, my short films, and my vampire films that I've done too. Uh, not as good as Let Me In, but that's my focus on the writer. But, anyways, "Portuguese Blood and Survival Instinct, um, and just support indie creatives, film projects, comics, podcasts, all that fun stuff. And
2: like I said, we'll put together a bio page for you on the horror mixes, happy webpage, and we can link to whatever you want us to link to. So we'll, we'll talk about that offline. Well, Ken, thank you very much for joining us. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was a fun time. We enjoyed it as well. Um, and thank you to anyone out there listening. Please, again, do come visit us at horrormakesushappy.com. We'll have a schedule posted there to show who we're interviewing next, as well as the list of the people we'd like to interview. Um, if you can help us connect with any of those people, or if you know anyone you'd like to have added to the list, let us know. You can also become a Patreon supporter and link to our social media. In general, just come let us know how we're doing. Horrormakesushappy.com.